listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, there's Dick. There Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters after a brief hiatus here in wonderful New Hampshire where the weather is, you know what, it's cold and dreadful and I'm now getting to the point where I don't think it's ever going to get warm and it's depressing and I just want to hurt the weather. Can I hurt the weather? I just... You, you can't. can't you can't hurt the weather, but uh, if it, it's any constellation, they say it's not really going to be that warm a summer. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, that voice, that familiar, wonderful voice, is the one and only Lou Page. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Though that's not good frozen. Not I'm not frozen, frozen to death, so I, I, uh, I'm I'm happy. Well, speaking of frozen, not the movie, although that is a good flick. Uh, keeping the borders safe to the north of the wall in Canada, it's none other than Ryan Murphy. Um, it's funny you mentioned Frozen. I was going to make a joke about Frozen. like, And it sounds like you've seen it. And you know what? In that movie, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody that happy to be in cold weather. Like, who breaks into song and dance in the middle of a blizzard? I thought Canadians did. Well, you know what? I'm here to <laughs> confirm that we do not. We do not go, let it go, let it boob, something like about a snow. We don't sing in Canada. Well, I mean, yeah, you do. if we're drunk. You, you know, can I be honest? What? Since yes. we're talking about weather. We're talking about Frozen, Lou. Come on. <laughs> we're talking about the hit Disney that was, film. That was 20 seconds ago, Lou. That has a, a, a song about building well, a snowman. Do you want to build a snowman, Lou? Because I sure as hell don't. This is going to relate to that. Okay, go. Okay, so song and dance and singing in the snow and all that crap. Okay. So, <laughs> Lou's not a fan of Disney films, evidently. I guess no. not. Sorry, anyway. go ahead. <laughs> so, it's like this every year we get the first snowstorm the first cold weather and everybody's excited oh winter's here christmas is going to be around the corner that's great and then by march and april we're all ready for it to be over and we're all crying every day that we're freezing to death oh dude it's like february when people get sick of this like it's almost april and i had to barbecue today in, in the snow like snow came down on me while I was barbecuing I'm just swearing up a storm like I freaking hate I just want my burgers you probably said something like here's your game boy shut the fuck up well who would I give the game boy to mother nature go Maybe. build a snowman shut the fuck up do you, you, know? you want to build a snowman um, before we get into the news and whatnot, because the weather depresses me uh, Lou you played a little bit of a, a game called what was it typing of the undead Typing of the Dead Overkill. Overkill. So that's a kind of a spoof on House of the Dead? Yes. Um, originally, uh, Sega did uh, House of the Dead. Uh, the Typing of the Dead was originally a Dreamcast game back in the day, and it was kind of like a cult hit. So around Christmas time, Sega decided to do the same thing with their old Wii game, 
uh, typing a uh, House of the Dead Overkill, which is and, a fantastic uh, yes, title absolutely. if you play it. So instead of killing the zombies by shooting them with a gun, the zombie pops up on the screen and there's a word floating over his head, and you have to type that word as fast as possible so that you can blow the zombie away. And so you play through the game, House of the Dead Overkill. But rather than trying to shoot the zombies, you're typing to kill them. Mm, that sounds like fun. Now, it's it, you got it on a Humble Bundle, right? I got it on a Humble Bundle. Uh, there was a Humble Bundle maybe two weeks ago that was all Sega games, and it was one of them. And it was so cheap. It goes for $20, $20 on Steam, and it's yeah, been in my wish Steam. list. It's been on my wish list for a while, and then it crossed the Humble Bundle, and it was like, spend $5 and get it and nine other games. And I was like, how could I pass this up? Even if <laughs> it's can. the only game in the bundle I'm going to play, <laughs> right? it's so cheap. Now, would you recommend for people to buy it at $20? Do you think it's really fun, or should they yes. you know, wait for a sale? And, so, but here's it's a $20 game. game. It's a $20 game, but here's why it's a $20 game. On top of having all the typing stuff... You can actually play through House of the Dead Overkill, and you have a mouse cursor to shoot the zombies with. Oh, neat. I so didn't you know can that. Play, you can play the original game, but just click your mouse to kill the, shoot the zombies. That sounds like fun. Yeah, that game, uh, House of the Dead Overkill, is very grindhousey. It came out like shortly after that uh, double feature that... Uh, yeah. That came out. Um, and I played it on Wii, and it was... It was hilariously cheesy. For, uh, yeah. I, I bought that when it first came out, and I was living with a roommate at the time. Mm-hmm. And literally, I think every Friday night, we played through it at least once while we laughed our ass off. And I forgot how funny it is. I was playing it. My wife was watching me over my shoulder and being like, you're spelling these words wrong. But I had headphones on, so she couldn't hear the dialogue. <laughs> so I yanked out my headphones, and she was like, no wonder you can't type straight. I'm too busy laughing at the dialogue while you're typing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, okay. That, that game actually had just quickly before we move on. That game has an interesting history. There was uh, we, we'll put it in the notes, but I don't know if you guys are fans of uh, Giant Bomb, but they have uh, their interview podcast. Uh, yep. And they did an interview with the guys who made this. Evidently, like they went bankrupt making this game and reformed a company to make to finish it. So it's it's actually got an interesting story to it as well. So there's also that. Well, that sounds like fun. So $20 game, it's definitely worth the $20. So if you guys have an extra 20 and you like typing around and shooting zombies, this game is for you. But we're going to break it down. Well, go ahead first. I was going to say, and if you don't want to spend $20 on it, wait for a Steam sale. I'm sure you'll find it for 5 Yeah, it's usually on sale. I should have bought it last it's time. It's definitely worth it even if it's on, not on sale. But if it's on sale, it's a, it's a must-buy. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We do have a lot to talk about, including a double dose of The Walking Dead, because we were off last week. Uh, some of us needed to um, gather our thoughts after episode 14. Um, and we're, we're still not the same. But first, we got a little bit of news to talk about. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. It's hard being a zombie. Son of a- Sorry. That's a cat. Sorry, it must be frozen. No, it's all right. Tell me, can we fix this thing? Sorry. It's all right. You look at me. 
You see successful zombie. Fresh brain and maybe syrup. Ooh, thank you. But even though I am an actual zombie, believe me, it wasn't easy getting to the top. Look at me. I'm Canadian. You hear that, Ryan? He's Canadian. I, you know what? I knew there was something I liked about this guy. I just knew. <laughs> maybe it was the maple syrup he puts on everything. Maybe it's the fact that he apologized to a Mountie. I just don't know what it is, but... It, it was a pretty funny video. It was an advertisement for the Canadian, uh, the 2014 Canadian Film Festival, which is uh, March. It was already passed. It was March 20th and 22nd. But um, you guys can go. You can just kind of YouTube the actual um, zombie uh, advertisement for the Canadian Film Festival. Uh, we it's just thought it was a fun funny. little video. <clears throat> it is. It is a hilarious commercial. It's better in video than it is in audio. And um, there's a zombie there that uh, you know. Puts syrup on his brains. Yeah, it it's a really uh, interesting ad. I'm surprised that one of the most one one of the biggest film festivals in Canada would go with a silly advertisement like this. But you gotta you gotta hand it to it; it's pretty creative. And I, uh, I quite like it. I want to go on the record and say something though. What? Mm-hmm. So I think Canadians might be more obsessed with zombies than Americans. Because, you know, every time we find one of these videos that's, like, on a commercial or part of something, they're always filmed in Canada. And they're always directed at Canadians. Remember the video we watched way back when that was a CPR training video <laughs> yeah. with zombies? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that and, was know, the, that was was the lung and heart uh, disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was Canadian. It, it seems like here in America... We throw together crappy zombie movies. In Canada, they take zombies and they go, you know, let's make this mean something. <laughs> let's <laughs> use this for good. <laughs> yeah. As opposed I, to toying I, with I, people's I emotions. Say, well done, Canada. Oh, well, yeah, you know, we you know it's pretty creative for Canada. I'll say that. <laughs> for, for Canada. All got, of Canada. I'm going to say it. Really? You got to remember that I am one third the driving creativity behind this show. I, I think you can give Canada a little more credit. I think you're giving yourself too much credit. One third? There's three of us on the show. Really? Uh, that's not what Lou and I talk about when you're not here. Yeah. But anyway, the only thing worse to me than pancakes with maple syrup that and was, brains. That was a brain with maple <laughs> yeah. syrup. There's no brains pancakes in there. You know I like pancakes with maple syrup. Who doesn't? Uh, don't ruin my segue. I'm going to start it. Pretend that never happened. Cut that out. All right, here we go. I'm not cutting it out. The only thing Moon worse strike. than maple syrup and brains... <laughs> Is brains in your beer. Because okay. that's actually happening. Mm. So uh, this company, Dock Street Brewing Company, made a Walker beer which is brewed with roasted goat brains and cranberries. Huh. Before you get all disgusted, I'm just going to go ahead and read the description. And it's a little, a bit, little long, but okay. maybe this will entice you. Are you ready? Can you read it in like that that uh, most interesting man in the world voice? I don't think I can. <laughs> well, then I don't know if we should read this. Because Reddit would go. really enjoy it if you did. Sure they would. <laughs> Reddit would, yeah. So anyway, it is Dock Street, Dock Street Walker. It's 7.2% alcohol by volume. It's an American pale stout brewed with substantial amounts of malted wheat, oats, and flaked barley for a smooth, creamy mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. I like mouth, mouth feel. feel. Do you like mouth feel creamies? <laughs> oh, why? Keep reading. Uh, Fugal hops provide delicate, earthy notes, while the cranberries create a sinister, bloody hue and a slight tartness. 
The pre-sparge brain edition provides this beer with intriguing, subtle smoke notes. In true Walker fashion, don't be surprised if its head doesn't hang around forever. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I love yes. that the article agrees with you about the word mouthfeel. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, right yes. below there. Oh, I didn't read that far. Uh, well, yeah, it's goat brains and mouthfeel in the same sentence. It's yeah. Is goat well, brains a thing that people eat? Like, I'm sure they do, but they shouldn't. It is, but it's not an American thing that they eat. I do know that it is a delicacy in some countries. But seriously, like, uh, cranberry beer with goat brains. Yeah. Now they're telling, they're telling you, hey, you know, Walking Dead Season 4 finale is coming up next Sunday. Why don't you have one of these Walker beers with it? That way, you can throw up all over the place. I don't know, man. This is disgusting. Yeah, I don't know if I want to celebrate the season finale with uh, with zombie a, beer. Zombie beer. I have a, a one of my best friends brews his own beer. I'm gonna have to send him this article and find out what he thinks. Cause you think he'll try it? No, not at all. <laughs> but I'll be curious as to what his take okay, on it. Hold is. on, hold on. How? So, so we're pretty much all decided that we would not try this beer. Now, if someone was like, here, try this beer for free, you're like, you don't pay for it, would you try it? I don't know. Like, I think, I think just because of what it is, I don't even like beer. I think I would take a small sip and then go, <laughs> nope. That's why I don't drink it. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's just, it's one of those weird things that I think as, when you, when you try to enjoy something from a different culture, like, if you were to try it, it's like, oh, that's pretty good. But then they tell you what's in, and it's so different from what you're used to eating. It's like your brain switches on. It's like, whoa, not cool, bro. Like, go. <laughs> my my brain is yeah, evidently I'm like a douche, like, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like goat brains. Like I think knowing that that's in there, I'd I'd probably have to refuse. Uh, I can't even think about. <laughs> I don't want to think about Just it. Just the thought of drinking is making me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Uh, what if? Okay, so what if you were in a zombie survival scenario? What? Okay, and you were you were dying of thirst, and the only thing around was Walker beer. Would you drink it then? Yeah, but would that hydrate you? Like that's all we're worried about at this point. What about water with goat brains sprinkled in? Like, would you yeah, drink it? It's like, yeah, yes, absolutely. I would drink it. Hundred times. Oh, that's so gross. Anyway, don't if you if you guys drink it or drank it out there, listeners, just write in. Let me know how it was. Because, or if I anyone can't... has eight brains out there, what? <laughs> don't get those people. Coming. <laughs> we don't need that. What? It's a zombie show. We haven't had a single zombie write in. I think it's, it's we're due like, up. Well, there are brains, people. Right? There are people that aren't zombies that do eat brains. It is a delicacy in some countries. Yeah, like we're... Hannibal Lecter. No, no, Though, no. One of the I reasons I, I, I should say, I believe one of the reasons it's frowned upon, at least in America, is it is believed that uh, eating brains can lead, if the disease, brain is diseased, it can lead to uh, defects. We're, eating we're talking it. about animal brains, right? We're all. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Except for the Hannibal Lecter bit. That yeah, was, let's not get into that. That was a joke. All right, now that we've taken this show off the rails and it's only been, what, three minutes? 
Uh, we're going to go ahead. more than three minutes. We're going to go ahead. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead if we can get through it. We want to blast through these two episodes. We really want to get into this because we got a, we got a season finale coming up. So without any further ado, let's get into our Walking Dead spoiler review for episodes 14 and also episode 15. She was playing with me. She wanted a friend. She wanted to kill you. I was going to lead her away. You could have died. It's the same day you killed her. You killed her. It's the same day. What have I killed you? What have I killed you? Lizzie. You don't understand. Lizzie. You don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. Kill her. She was my friend. So that, I don't that clip. You, I'm glad you clipped that stuff out because again, like we missed last week, so we watched Bob and I probably watched this what last week. Yeah. So in my mind, it had settled, and now listening to that clip again, I'm reminded yeah. how bad gross oh, okay. this episode was in a in a I hesitate to say, hesitate to say it in a good way but like just it gave you the just it was unsettling and it's probably one of the best walking dead episodes that we've so, had you're right so here's my thing like you I watched it last week mm-hmm. and the shock value hit me because we're I mean we're talking episode 14 here we all know what happened um the shock value hit me so hard, it, right in the feels. You know, I think I told you that we, we were texting. I'm like, mm-hmm. right in the feels. Yeah, your um, feels were all over the floor. Yeah, and it it hurt. Like that episode physically hurt to watch. And I finally got over it. Watched 15, and I'm like, oh. and then I'm pulling clips, and I'm like, I pulled that clip, and I went. <laughs> um, you know, and I I. I I don't know if we want to go uh, bit by bit, considering we have two episodes to go, but I will. I will say that my overall reaction to it was um, I have this gift to not see things coming. And I don't know if people who predict things well envy that gift or consider me kind of a... Stupid? Uh, yeah, stu- a stupid. <laughs> thank you. I, I, no, no. I, ne- I would never call you stupid, Ryan. Oh, thank you. I would say when it comes to plot points... <laughs> Stop calling me stupid. Sorry, what would you say? I was say when it comes to plot points, sometimes you can be naive. There's nothing you, wrong with that. That's very I, good. I, I wish I had it. I don't. I don't do it on purpose. It's more like I. I'm at a point with Walking Dead now where I don't have any extra knowledge about the comic book, so, so I'm going in blind. I have no idea what's happening, and I know everything in this episode. I'm I'm assuming it wasn't in the comic. Like this is all tailored for the TV show, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm sitting there watching this, and I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I can contemplate. I kept I was watching with with Ashley, and I kept turning to her. It's like something bad is going to happen with these kids, and I don't know what it is. I just know it's going to be bad. Um, so yeah, well, here's the thing. Like opposite of you, I usually have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen in a TV show. Not oh, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a stupid. Okay. Um, there's, I, I have a general idea what's going to happen. And watching this episode, so it's Tyrese, Carol, and the kids. And it's real focused on the kids. So in my head, I'm like, one of the kids is going to die. Like, uh, <laughs> this is going to be sad to watch because one of these children are not going to be with us anymore. But I did not expect it to happen the way it happened. Like, that's what shocked me. And I don't know about you, Lou, if you kind of saw this coming, but... 
I was so dumbfounded by the end of it. Like mm-hmm. when they were walking, when Carol and Tyrus were walking, telling their stupid deer nut jokes, um, and then they stopped and saw her with her with her bloody hands. I just was like, I I literally just sat down and I was I was watching on my iPad and I went, no 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 please God yep no yeah. I I just it was I, see I, I I will say I was surprised I didn't know how they were going to do it but I had a feeling something like that was going to happen mm-hmm. but I didn't know how far they were going to take it well I mean we really and, don't. Sorry, and then, and I was gonna say, as soon as they Carol walks up and you see the girl covered in blood, it was like, oh, she killed her sister. Yep. And then I went, went, my head, my thoughts immediately jumped back to the beginning of the episode when they're all together and the two girls are having a conversation, and afterwards Carol tells her. She's the strong one, and you may have to kill a real person. And the girl goes, I could never kill a real person, you know. And she goes, what if they were going to kill you? And she was like, I just feel bad for them because they don't understand. And I was like – Yeah, they weren't always like that, yeah. They weren't always like that. And I went, oh, they were telling me this was coming the whole episode. The whole episode. That's what the whole episode was. These two kids are going to die. These two kids are gonna die. These two kids are gonna die. These two kids are gonna die. Jesus. And then they kill them, and you go, "Wait, what?" Well, it's it's something that that isn't done on television. You know, it's it's not that you can't do it on television. It's just that it's very shocking, and it pisses a lot of people off when kids die. Like it's it's heartbreaking. And this wasn't a pissed off kind of like I can't believe you kill off the kids. I think, and like this is a unanimous to everyone I talk to. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just in stunned disbelief. Like I remember, um, before I even had a chance to watch it, one of my coworkers was like, "He goes up to me, he's like, man, what did you think of last night's episode?'" I'm like, "Man, dude, I'm on Apple TV. Give me a day, you know." And he's like, "Oh, I want to tell you so bad." I'm like, "Well, don't." He goes, "Yeah, you don't want to know," and this and that. And I'm like, "Oh man." So I like to hear it from him too. Like he was the same way. The, the next day we were talking and he's like, I just was completely dumbfounded and shocked. He's like, I just didn't have any words to say. I shut the TV off and just laid there for a minute. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what else do you do on an episode? Like, cause it was just, you know, we're getting all these storylines and like, you're getting character development in this season and it's a, a lot of fun to watch. And then this happens and you're like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, this, I, this, this was them getting us back to reality. Well, I see. I don't know. I don't think we ever made it to reality, like at all. Like I know they found the house, and you know everything was fine. But there was always something wrong with with Lizzie. We knew we knew that from the beginning. She was like, we assumed she was feeding the walkers. We had seen her, you know, treating them like, you know, rather than things as as human beings. You know, she was treating them differently. And I, I think we this was a. This was going to happen eventually. It's just yeah, good we that knew it she happened. was going to have some issues. We knew it was going to happen, and we knew bad things were going to happen from this girl. But and then the ending. I mean, we talked about this girl killing her sister, and then saying, "I I saved the brain, so she's going to come back." But then to have Carol just at that point, if you're Carol or you're, you know, Tyrese or whatever, do you do like? You, what are your options? 
Yeah, you have to put her down. I mean, as Ed, well, like, as, can I be honest? As, as soon as the the clip you played of her having the hysterical fit, yeah. As soon as that happened, my first thought was, "This girl doesn't last the season." Right. Well, she's she's broken. It, I mean, I you didn't know. think it was gonna be she doesn't last the episode. I thought they were gonna drag out her turmoil for a couple of episodes. Oh, but once she killed her little sister, it's kind of like you can't let her go on. Right. And can I – there is something I do want to discuss. Okay. What's that? So – and this is a literary thing. Okay. Have both of you read the the, – of Mice and Men? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Can we discuss the similarities of the scene at the end? There are no rabbits. There are no rabbits. I was in this week's episode. (laughs) There are no rabbits, but, you know, (laughs) at the end of Mice and Men – uh-huh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, I... it, it, it's Lenny, isn't it? Is the is the handicapped guy? Uh, George and Lenny. Yeah, I believe it's George yeah. and Lenny. And Lenny is killed somebody, and doesn't understand what it is he did, and hmm. George has to kill him at the end. Yeah, and he and... tells him to like pet the rabbit or something like that. Yeah. And then kills him. And look then at the flowers. Look at the flowers. He keeps telling the kid, "Look to the look at the flowers." And all I kept picturing was, "It's of mice and men in a zombie world." It really that's a very very good. good comparison, Lou. That's it makes a lot of sense. But like it was just hard. It was hard to swallow. It was a it was an episode that I don't ever want to go back and watch. You know, no, and no, no, I don't want to. They, watch they made either. their. They made their point. <laughs> Thanks for putting me back into the show. Like a lot of people complaining about this season. Oh, there's no action. There's this and that. Like what? Really? <laughs> yeah. From what I hear, there are people. I've loved this season so far. So do I. It's one of my favorite seasons, and I, I'm hearing a lot of people like, "Oh, there's just not enough story being told. It's all about these characters that we already know about." I'm like, "Well, you don't really, you know." And then this happens, and everyone goes, "Oh, Walking Dead just got real." Um, well, I think it's it's. It's one of those episodes, like it's an episode that focus, focuses strictly on one group of people, which is always great. Um, you're getting one story, and it's the uh, conclusion to um, who was feeding the zombies at the prison, who was doing that weird spliced out rabbit diagram, uh, you know, who, um, just why is Lizzie so crazy? You know, it's just it was a it was a it was a conclusion for all those stories, but it just mm-hmm. it happened to result in, you know, Mika dying, uh, Lizzie dying, Judith coming very close to dying. Like yeah. the way Carol convinces Lizzie not to kill the baby is she can't even walk yet. At least yeah. let her grow up before you turn her. Like yeah, it's it was it messed was up. creepy, and you can tell Carol in her mind. Especially near the end, when she, I keep saying, I said put down before as if like she, Lizzie is still a human being, but is she really a human being at the end of this episode? Like she's sort of kind of far gone, right? Like she's too far gone. Like if if Lizzie was a grown woman, we wouldn't even be trying, we wouldn't even be justifying this conversation. We would just say, no, she's no longer human. She's crazy. But because she's a kid, it makes this conversation harder to have. Absolutely. You know, because she's young. She's only had, what, 14 years of her life? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not even sure she's that old. Oh she's, yeah, she's, she's younger. Old. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. She seems yeah. like she's ten or eleven, and I know at ten or eleven, I didn't understand a whole lot of concepts. But the, the thing. thing is, in this world, in this world of overridden by zombies, not understanding is a death sentence. And for others too, like Lizzie yeah. would would I, I, again. I, you like like they said. There's like we were talking about. There's only one option. You can't trust a person that's not right in the head. No. To continue to be with your with your group, no matter how much you watch them, something bad is going to happen, and that's why Carol did what she did. But it's also, it was a, it was a it was. I don't want to talk about this episode anymore. Well, okay. Well, well, before we move on, there's one key part at the end of the episode where Carol confesses to Tyrese. Okay, well, I wanted to make sure we. Yeah, that's point. a big point because Tyrese is like, I'm pretty sure Lizzie's the one that killed Karen and right. David. Um, yeah. and and Carol says like no there's no way she would have been able to carry those bodies and, and Tyrese is kind of like oh yeah that's a really good point and Carol's like gives him the gun and says I did it I killed them yeah. I thought I was, was protecting the group uh, you know and she's like do what you gotta do and Tyrese freaking I, at one point I never thought he would do anything because he was there on his own he had just witnessed yep. two deaths you know, Judith needs two people. Carol yeah. made it pretty clear that Judith needs both of them to survive, which is super true. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, you know, Tyrese, he's got a temper, but well, I, I don't know. I, I think he was he just happy. He, his dialogue to her after he decides not to kill her makes sense. He says, I can tell that the decision you made was not taken lightly because he realized how upset she is. She just had to kill the girl out in the field. Mm -hmm. She did the dirty work that Tyrese was never going to do. No, Tyrese is too, like he's still there. I mean, I think Carol, she's kind of full rogue. Yeah. Well, she's, she's, she's certainly showing some cracks. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to say she's irredeemable. But no. she's broken. Yeah. When she has the dialogue with the girls earlier in the episode, they ask her about her own daughter. And she tells them that they needed to be – her daughter was taught to run, not to fight. Mm-hmm. And that's why her daughter died. Right. Yeah. And it, you know what's funny is you almost sometimes forget about Sophie from the very first uh, – or the second season, whatever it was. And that was right. Carol's daughter. You forget that's why she gets messed up or at least I do anyway. Um, well, I think so like, it's been a long time, and yeah, uh, and we and we, not only do we see that, and it's been two years in real time for us, but it's also you know Carol's just changed so much since then, and um, but she's yeah, not even this. She's definitely not the same character. She's a different person. I mean, really, like, and and that's what happens when you have a, 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 a that happens in the real world too. Like when when you have a very big. A life change, you know, like your personality doesn't, you know, adapts to that, you know, or you fail, or you, you know, you change back, or whatever. In this case, you can't cancel the apocalypse. It's not freaking yeah. uh, what's that Pacific Rim or whatever. But um, yeah, I, but I, I got a, I love that Tyrese is able to, you know, swallow his rage and kind of think it over and like. Yeah, okay, I forgive you. I'm not going to forget. 
Well, but, he says he says to her, I think he says, you're never going to forget that happened, and you did it, and it's a part of you, right? Oh, and I thought he, he says, says he's not going to forget. He also think, says he's not, he says he's not yeah. going to forget, but, but he, tells, that he forgives her. Yeah, he said he forgives her, but he basically says, this is on you, and you're, you're pretty you're much... You're going to have to live with this. You're going to live with this. Yeah, you live with this, but I'll, I'll let you know that I forgive you for doing it, because I understand your reasons, but you're the one who has to live with the pain every day of doing it, so... Now, now do you think that, you know, I think her having to kill that, to kill Lizzie, was much tougher than killing Karen and David, because Karen and David wouldn't have made it, like... Yeah, she was trying to do what she thought was right. I don't think that justifies like killing somebody without ju- without talking to the group. But uh, you know, nothing justifies. It's still murder. Murder is murder. Well, and- if you think about it, when she killed Car- uh, uh, uh what was their names? David Karen and-, and David. Karen and I'm David. I'm on top of names tonight, guys. Wow. Woo! Yes, you are. When she killed Karen and David. The outbreak hadn't spread to as many people in the prison as... That's true. She killed them before the outbreak started. So when she killed them, she thought she was containing the situation. And it wasn't until afterwards more people were sick. And so really what she did is she killed two people that didn't need to die. Right. But they... Well, okay. Did they know? We don't. That, we, they people, didn't know how were, bad that was then. Right. There okay. were people that got sick and survived. Look at Glenn. Yeah, but they got sick down the road. Like Karen and David were the first to to get hit. R- right. I don't know. But, they, I mean, we're 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 debating something we probably already debated, and also like, I I. I I see Carol making the decision, but I would have also been the person to say, lock them up. Keep an eye on them. Right, uh, but I'm just uh, – the, the point I'm trying to make is mm-hmm. is I think she now realizes the choice she made back then may not have been the right choice. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, so yeah, okay. Whereas, yeah, right. when, whereas when she gets confronted by Rick, her answer was like, yeah, I did it. I did it because I had to. And it's kind I of a think now, cocky I, response on her part. Right. And I think now at this point, I think she second guesses herself. And the episode ends with those two deciding, let's get out of the grove, let's go find Terminus. Yeah. Um, so, which kind of leads us into the next episode, because everyone is heading towards Terminus. Like, you, you know everyone in the groups that's separated is all heading to that area, you know? And uh, this, this week's episode that we got to watch had a few different storylines that kind of mixed and matched all between to let you know that how close everyone was to each other. Like, even in episode 14, you saw the giant smoke f- with uh, Carol and Tyrese that were far away, which I believe is the smoke from Beth and Daryl. Yeah. Burning uh, the cabin or whatever. Burning the cabin. And then, like, they're not too far away from each other, which is kind of ironic. But then you get <clears throat> a little glimpse of Rick, Michonne, and Carl in episode 15 walking along the tracks going to Terminus, eating some candy. And then it goes into – we had the – um, the storyline of Glenn trying to find Maggie, along with the storyline of Daryl and the Bandits, correct? On this last episode, yes. So let's we, let's f- focus uh, on Daryl and the Bandits real quick. Mm-hmm. Do we have a so, sick uh, intro for this? Like, no, uh, I just did that fourteen and I got depressed. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, forgive you. So they so the the Bandits are a weird bunch of guys. It yeah. seems like they don't like each other. 
but they travel together, and that one guy is kind of in charge and says whatever goes goes, you know. And Daryl, he keeps comparing them like like they're the same person. You notice that he's people like us is what he keeps telling Daryl. And Daryl, you can tell, is kind of like I'm not like you, you know. The 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 Daryl. If anything from this the burning down the shack episode has taught us is that Daryl is not the person that everybody thinks he is. Wow! Well, everyone has their own misconception about him. I think I I think Daryl he adapts well, and I again we see this where he I think he's smarter. I agree with you in the sense that people don't really you know, give him enough credit and really realize what what he is, but I think. People just don't realize how smart he is, and at least this is my theory. With the bandits, like he realizes he's outnumbered. Best case scenario, he gets brought in, which he was, and he he he's not happy about it. But he knows if he leaves this group, he's you know, he, and he's tough enough to survive with this ragtag of biker gang yeah. people. But I, I think he's just smarter, and I don't think he's evil. I don't think he's turning evil. I think he's just trying to survive and he knows the best way to survive is with a group, especially when that group consists of uh, six hard asses who are good at killing zombies. Yeah. And and considering that Merle was his brother and Merle treated him like crap, I think he can handle these guys. You know, maybe yeah. he, he also likes being treated like crap just a little <clears throat> bit and he's happy to be around those people again. Well, we had that incident I mean, where he was hunting the rabbit and the... Yeah. the the guy said claimed and he finds out that they have these rules that they that they have to follow and first Daryl's like I ain't I'm not playing by these rules you know and then they they end up hiking a little bit further and one of the guys who has a beef with Daryl it seems like from the very beginning pretty much tries to plant some evidence on Daryl for stealing his portion of the rabbit yeah they split the rabbit in half I know that was crazy because uh, yeah like first of all don't expect the guy to know the rules if you don't freaking explain the rules first. I mean, come on. Well, the weird, how weird is it that he's really taking Daryl under his wing, almost like a like a mentor type of figure? You know, like he's cutting him some slack, and he's definitely paying more attention to him. Like, you, what's the reason behind that? You think? Does you think he sees something in Daryl, or? I think that this guy just is really able to. Like, there's a reason he's the leader of this group, and I think the reason is because he's just really able to. Um, tell the, when people are are you know going to follow the rules and prove to be a good addition to the group, and I think you know we know Daryl is loyal and that he will he will follow leaders, and I think maybe that this uh, I don't even know what the head bandit's name is, but I, I think that's what it is. Um, but I, I also don't think the head bandit's very smart. He probably just thinks like he's you know, he's caramel. Charismatic? Yes, thank you. No problem. But he's not smart. Right. Yeah. He might be smart in the group of people he has with him. He might be one of the smarter guys there. Oh, he's probably um, the smartest of the guys there behind Which is what makes him look like a better leader. Yeah. But but I want to make a point, something I thought of while I was watching this episode, Mm -hmm. is so their rule is claimed and then they take whatever it is they want or whatnot and they all claim a place well when they go into the house back in the episode with Rick when we first introduced to this group of bandits 
the guy that takes the bed <laughs> says claimed yeah. and the boss guy kicks him out of the bed anyway and says nah i'm taking it did he say so claimed yeah i'm pretty sure he did mm. so just how far do their rules go because if he can counterman any rule he wants because he's the boss it kind of right. defeats the purpose of the rules yeah, which is point. very true. But the crazy that. thing was, is <clears throat> after the confrontation between Daryl and the other guy, the guy ends up dead with an arrow in his head, and um, they they start to walk, and you know Daryl, I think he's a little confused, not sure what what's going on. So they start walking on the train tracks, and then they start talking about they were in this house minding their own business where this guy killed one of their guys in the bathroom and let him turn, mm-hmm. and we know that's Rick. And he's asking me, he's like, does anyone know, Daryl's like, have you seen his face? And all of a sudden, yeah, this one guy, and you're like, oh my God, I forgot that guy saw Rick. That was and the then, guy who got beat up and taken out of the bed, yeah. right? Okay, so I was trying to realize, like, who saw it? And then Lou said something that reminded me, was yep. that the guy on the bed was never dead. He was just kind of, right. like, kind of unconscious. unconscious. They, the, the, the boss beat him the crap out of him. Yeah, he choked him, or just kind of... You know, gave him a little chokehold until he fell asleep. And uh, so Daryl now, like, it's funny. They find that candy bar that Rick left. So they're they're on the same track. They're going to meet up soon. And they want vengeance for killing one of their guys. And it's funny that it's Rick that did it. Does Daryl you know? know that it's Rick, I do you think? I think he does. So do you think he'll take out this John character? Well, if you if, when we watch the episode and they cross, they're walking along the train tracks, they don't see the rapper. Daryl sees the rapper. And you see his face look at the rapper, and it's almost like, oh, I know that candy bar. Because didn't – wasn't there an earlier episode where him and Michonne have a conversation, and she talks about a candy wrapper back in the, like, episode one or two when she shows Maybe. up? Yeah, I, I mean – I think I, so, yeah. It would make sense for Daryl to find out, and, and I mean – I think this this goes back to my original point that Daryl isn't a bad guy, and I think he's going to be the saving grace for Rick. And he trusts Rick, so he knows Rick didn't kill the guy because he felt like doing it. I mean, right. He knows these people are reason. bad. Yeah. So I I, I like well, where it's if, going. Even if he doesn't know, and they end up in terminus together, and this guy is ready to kill Rick, Daryl's going to know better than to go against what this new bandit guy says. You know, he's he's going to know Rick for who he is. Right. So. I mean, so that's kind of interesting. Rick and Daryl are on the same track, and they're heading towards the same direction, not too far apart from each other. The other story we have going is Glenn searching for Maggie with um, the crazy scientist who knows how to stop this and how it started. Um, yeah. uh, Captain Muscles there. Uh, what's his name? Handlebar. Mustache man. Yeah, Handlebar. Yeah, and, uh, Captain Ford? Abraham or Abraham, Abraham. Ford. Yeah, <laughs> Abraham. And then uh, they're all... Like, you know, they're going to find Maggie. That's what they're doing. And this crazy scientist is just so weird that you don't know what he's doing. You know, the entire time you're like, what is his purpose? Like, he's supposed to get to Washington, but he keeps making pit stops. And Well, the thing is, is, is so he's supposed to be really smart. And then one time he opens his mouth and talks about taking a penny, is it, and turning it into a battery. Yeah. Right. And then... And the next minute, he says something, and it's possibly one of the dumbest things you've ever heard anybody say. And then the next minute, he's the navigator, and he navigates them right where the end of a tunnel that they think Glenn's going to come out of is. And you're like, wait a minute. Maybe he's not as dumb as he he seems. And then he opens his mouth, and you're like, 
he's really dumb. He, yeah. Well, he, he's What's not dumb. He's, he's, it's The Walking Dead or, or Kirkman or whatever, whether this is the TV show or the comic, I don't, I don't know. But they're playing him up to be the social shut-in who's really smart. And I, I mean, I've known I, I've known people like this, and it's 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 behavior that is that is normal among certain people, but it's also kind of a stereotype to make the really smart guy also really bad at talking to people. I mean, he makes multiple comments about you know the women in the group, like talking yeah. to uh, is it Tara? Uh, yes, yeah, the one with Glenn about how it's like, oh yeah, you're really you're really hot, and it's like I like girls, and it's like oh I know. I'm like, what? This okay, guy? Yeah. So, yeah, they, so basically Glenn and Tara go under this uh, underpass <clears throat> to try and find Maggie because there's a, uh, you know, she keeps leaving notes. Glenn, go to Terminus. <laughs> notes. Abraham, Abraham and the kid, notes out of blood. Abraham <clears throat> and his crew decide they're going to go around because it's too dangerous and they can't risk the scientists being killed. Well, they double uh, back for a vehicle, I think. Yeah, they double back for a vehicle. They don't want to risk him. They can't, you know. And you see Abraham for what he is. He's actually a genuinely nice guy that's just trying to do what he can to save the world, right? Well, he I, gives Glenn some rations. I, personally, my opinion of this guy is it, you're right. He's really nice, and he, he's always looking out for his fellow man. But I think he might be a little too nice. Like, I, I think he's falling into a trap by helping out. Like, this creepy scientist yeah, he's there to be creepy. He's not there to be, you know, Big Bang Theory meets Walking Dead. <laughs> That's not the case. Right, right. But see, I'm not sure that the scientist guy is a bad guy either. Oh, I think he's a bad guy. There's something there. I mean, I don't know what he's planning. I don't know what he wants, you know, but there's something there. I know who he is. I know you know, and, and <laughs> I know he's in the comics, and I, I you know, I don't want to, I'm not spoiling anything, and I'm not going to spoil it for myself either, but the show doesn't just introduce characters like this. Well, it's like this, the theory about Walking Dead is that it's always, it's a series of unfortunate events. They get out of something only to get into something else. The apocalypse is a, a factory of awful assholes. So, when the show introduces a new set of characters, one third of those new characters are going to be assholes. And right. I think the point of figuring out which one they are. And I think I think it's it's this creepy scientist, and it's going to be some people we meet at Terminus. Those are of right. the new characters. Those are the third that are going to be assholes, and, well, and create a whole new <laughs> layer of shit. <laughs> well, let's talk about that real quick, because okay. The scientist doubles back. He finds Maggie because, like, he, all of a sudden he's like, guys, guys, blah, blah, blah. So they go back in the underpass. They find uh, Glenn and Tara who are in a bad spot. They pretty much save them with a bunch of gunfire, which was awesome, and just lay out dozens of zombies, which was great to see. Mm-hmm. So then you get the reunited. Like, you knew it was going to happen. The Glenn and Maggie get reunited. They're all so happy together, you know? Yeah. So then they all decide to go to Terminus together before going to Washington. And... Abraham's like you got this guy's I go everything but what this guy says so um, exactly they're the first to arrive at Terminus you know they got the the area there with the gates and they walk into Terminus there's one lady there cooking on the grill and she's like you guys look like shit pretty much (laughs) and uh, (laughs) they they're like yeah we do and we are you know and she's like let's give you a meal so first group to make the Terminus Glenn Maggie uh, Tara who's pretty badly hurt, um, and Abraham the scientist and that other, what's her name? I want to say... I don't know uh, what her name is. 
some reason Espinosa is coming up, but I think that's from a different TV show. <laughs> I, I think but, it is. Uh, is it? it? Sounds familiar. Um, but you also so, got Sasha and Bob. Sa- yeah, Sasha and Bob are also there. So you got a big group at Terminus. First to arrive. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on Terminus, real quick? Uh, I, I'm ahead. not sure it's what it, it it looks to be. Right. Well, because, again, like going back to my assholes theory, like it's 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 like the prison all over again. It's like, oh, this will be great. We can set up. It'll be amazing. And it is. It was amazing. It's a great place to live. However. It attracts a lot of attention and a big place that has signs all over that says community for all, savior here, terminus, terminus. Yeah. It, it's just it's not the show that, well, you know. Here's my – here's what I wanted to say. OK. With the, when we're with the bandits back with <clears throat> Daryl and they're going to terminus and Daryl says, is that where we're going? The bandit guy says, do you really think that there's safety anywhere in a world like this? Or something to that extent. Yeah. And then when we're presented with Terminus and they all arrive there, there is a gate that doesn't have – it has a chain draped across it. There's yeah. no padlock. There's no nothing. You don't see any people. There's a big sign that says Terminus. Oh, God. Yep. I just had a theory. I'm sure your theory is going to go where I'm going in a minute. Okay, I'll go. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting you. Lou's going to come through the internet and hit me. Sorry, go. No, no, no. (laughs) And so they go through that gate, and there's another gate that says, lower your weapons. You're safe now, and proceed proceed ahead. And they open up another gate, and they go through the gate. And then there's still no people. You don't see anyone. The only thing they see that you're introduced in this episode of Terminus is a 50-year-old woman who's cooking who says, welcome to Terminus. Okay. What's your theory yeah. then? Cannibals. Ah, see, I was going to say that too. I think we are all going in that direction. Uh, one thing I want to say, and this is just my weird, keen, weird memory – um, <clears throat> pull up a picture of this lady that pulls up to Terminus. What did she say her name was? Like Mary, something like that. I think it was Mary. Mary. Yeah. I, I don't want to Google for... anything about it because I don't want to. It's not from the comic book. It's there's nothing from the comic. Wait, book. Terminus isn't in the comic book. No. Um, oh. <clears throat> it's it's probably gonna have some elements from it, but p- pull up a picture of Mary. All right, and just freeze frame it somewhere, and go back to the episode where Carl and Michonne are. Um, Rating houses and Michonne finds that one painting with all the blood on it that we kind of talked about, like how that blood get on there kind of thing. I'm not joking with you guys. The woman in that painting looks just like Mary from Terminus. Oh my I, god, I you're right. <clears throat> there's there's could a, be a coincidence. There's an entertainment ar- article here about it, or at least in the thumbnail there was, and now it's missing, but um. But you guys, if you're listening, there's probably there are probably websites about it too because I'm probably not the only one to notice this stuff. But there, they look alike, and it's almost kind of like, is this kind of alluding to is this woman really dangerous? And I, I thought the same thing. We're get, we're gonna get into some cannibal action here, Book of Eli style, you know. Um, uh, we're sure that that's Mary, right? Her that name. That's that ca- that character's name. I'm not yeah, 100% it is Mary. Sure. Um, is it? So here's an article here, just searching. Because if because I didn't recognize that that's who that was, but do you know that that is Denise Crosby from uh, 
from um, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation that played Tasha Yar. Oh yeah, that's who that is. Oh yeah, Ryan's got an article here that we should put in the show notes that shows the picture side by side with Mary, and they do look the same. It's just an interesting thing that I noticed while watching the episode. Um, I went back. I'm like, why does that woman look familiar? And then for some reason, it just stuck out to me the painting from the previous episode. So I was like, oh man, maybe that's what it is. So <clears throat> also, this article shows the the bunnies that kind of reference what Lou was talking about with uh, oh boy, this, <sighs> they they could have some this whole guys. This just opened up a whole conspiracy theory for me where they're looking at the paintings because there's a one eyed dog. Um. There's oh, a yeah. bu- there's two bunnies which kind of references Lizzie's story like Lou was talking about and then there's this Mary painting. Anyway, I don't I, I you know what? I uh I did didn't like okay. Uh Walking Dead Telltales episode 2. That was yep. very creepy and I didn't like it. Uh in the same way I'm not going to like this episode because I just it's very creepy and I know in the comics there was some cannibalism, or maybe I'm thinking yeah. of a different no, movie. There was, yep. I, I mean, I only read like the first couple of volumes, but if if this is where they go with it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and but I question as to whether that is a that will stick with my theory about this the end of this season kicking off into season five. Like it, it sounds like Terminus could all be wrapped up in one episode if that's the case, right? No, I don't see that. I see Not at group. all. I see the group coming together. Um, finally getting together, the bandits and everything. Rick's mm-hmm. gonna have his hashing with the uh, the bandits. Everything's gonna work out. We're gonna end with a giant group together, with the people from Terminus, the two people, three people, five people, whoever's there. Um, they're gonna be cooking a meal. It's just gonna be like you said, the first episode, or first season of Walking Dead, the Telltale game, where they're where they're yeah. about to eat some stuff, and it's not good. So I I have a feeling Terminus is gonna be our kind of our next season. But like, how do you? maybe i just i i don't see how you have a final episode of a season just you know quietly tiptoeing around the real issue uh, well and- no remember the last season like where they found the prison they they finally escaped the farm they were sitting there and they didn't know where they're gonna go and it yeah, overshot they're, all, the they're all at terminus now that's what i'm saying is they're all gonna get to terminus and that's how it's gonna end well i mean we'll we'll well, I guess we won't take long to find out. Like Sunday is just around the corner, yeah. And um, I, I like I like where this season has gone. I like where this season is going. And um, it was a it was bound to happen. And maybe the clash with the bandits mixed in with what's going on in Terminus will create a action packed uh, season finale. I mean, something is yeah. going to happen. Something big is going to happen. Uh, maybe on par with what we saw. Um, last last episode, and for everybody listening, if I'm not, I'm, this is not a big spoiler. This is a spoiler conversation. But I was having a conversation with a friend on the weekend. Robert Kirkman did a uh, Ask Me Anything on Reddit yep. uh, last week. Someone asked him, you know, what can we expect for the season finale? Uh, will Rick ever die? Like the same questions that people yeah. always ask him. And he said that we are going to learn Rick's final fate in the season finale. Really? Now, that could be him screwing around with people because to me that that could mean millions of things. You know, it could mean Rick's finally going to, you know, realize that he's the leader everyone needed him to be and that's his final fate to be the right. leader or Rick's going to die, you know? 
could go either way. It, like it, I it said. could go either way. I don't think they'll kill him off, but it's interesting that Robert Kirkman would say that, knowing well that people would take it and yeah. rip it apart. I mean, we could probably go on and on about these episodes, but we are, I mean, we're running around time oh, here, so. We are running all around time right now. <clears throat> so if you, if you listeners have any predictions you want to get in before the, the, the season finale, we'd love to read them before, get your takes on it, and we can read them on the show and see how close you were. Yes, yeah, send um, us your predictions. That's a great idea. But don't send them after Sunday. Then they don't count. That doesn't count. I'll tell you what, too. <clears throat> if you're a listener and you're listening before Sunday, here's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. If you make a prediction, okay, if you if you make a prediction, and it is very, very similar, if not exact, to what happens in the season finale, then I will give you a slash loot.com Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt. Say what? Yeah, that's right. I'll do that for you guys. If you go to SlashLoot.com and search for Zombies Ate My Podcast under the podcast section of T-shirts, you can find our Zombies Ate My Podcast T-shirt. How many times can I say that in a sentence? You've said it many times. <laughs> so with wonderful artwork with Joel Duggan, it uh, comes in all sorts of different sizes from infants all the way up to triple XL, black, white, ash gray. All of them look fantastic. And uh, you should go ahead and order yourself one $19.95 plus shipping. It's awesome. And uh, get in a couple weeks. But if you write in an email or send in some sort of tweet or what you think is going to happen and you're, and you're right, I'll get you your own shirt for you. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. All right. I'm down with that. Cool, man. All right. Go to SlashLoot.com. Get the Zombies Ate My Podcast t-shirt. It's all the rage. Awesome. And, Ryan, we have a little bit of listener feedback from David. Yeah, we got we got an email. We got a, a bit of a Google Plus poke from from David uh, relating to our conversation about um, these uh, Walking Dead prisoner board game, and he says, "Listening to Zombies Ate My Podcast episode where you were talking about the new Z-Man Kickstarter for their Walking Dead expansion. There are actually multiple Walking Dead games. The one that you find at say Target or most of the non-game specialty shops isn't the same as the one from Z-Man Games." Just something to keep in mind if you're looking for the board game that is related to the Kickstarter. That can be found on Amazon. He gave us a link. So we, we can link to this for everybody alongside an updated link for the uh, for the Kickstarter. Um, this is interesting because, I mean, we kind of assume that there's like probably hundreds of board games yeah. and, and, and merchandise based on The Walking Dead. Um, but one thing Dave doesn't tell us and something that could probably be changed by quick google search is which ones are better are the z-man walking dead games the ones to get or i I assume they are if 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 it's It's got a lot of five-star reviews yeah if you if you search for the walking dead board game z-man on uh, amazon it'll pull it right up it has like some artwork from the comic on the front so if you don't like searching by links uh, you can find it that way too but uh thank you very much david for letting us for letting us know that yeah for sure that's really neat um yeah, I've been playing a lot of board games lately. I might need to pick up this or one of the Walking Dead ones and give it a shot. Yeah. If you don't pick this one up, might I recommend? I think it's called The Last Night on Earth. Mm, that sounds... it's, a, it's a zombie board game. Oh. Last Night on Earth. I searched last on Amazon, and it was the first thing to come up. Oh, wow. Nice. This looks interesting. There are three or four boards that come in the box, I believe. I've only played it a couple times. And several players play survivors, and then another player plays the zombies. And the object of the game is for the survivors to kill as many zombies and escape as fast as possible. Sounds simple. 
Cool. It's, well, speaking, it's speaking of simple. games, speaking of games, Ryan, you, 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 I think are on another podcast that deals with lots of the games of the video type. Yeah, I mean, we we don't really talk about a lot about what the other things we do on this podcast, which I mean, we probably should, considering we're all very busy people. Um, but uh, I'm also a co-host on the Gamers In with Jocelyn Moffat, and it's a a, a very Canadian video game podcast where we talk about all the games we're playing, uh, topics. Uh, we even live stream games. We played Titanfall just a couple weeks ago and had a blast with. Uh, it was there was no zombies in it. I don't I don't know why uh, you know Bob and Bob and Lou played it with me, but we had fun. We made <laughs> zombie sounds. It was, it was of course fun. we always do. Anyways, to the point of why I'm bringing this up, uh, the Gamers Inn has launched a Patreon. And we are hoping to raise uh, some money to take gamers into the next level. Uh, it's the the show will always be free. Um, the you know the content will always be free, but uh, the the Patreon page will help us you know, cover more games, uh, do more live stream events, um, build a better website, all that fun stuff. And you can find that at Patreon.com/slash/TheGamersIn. Uh, help is appreciated, you know. Whether you're able to uh, kick in some funds, or even just share it with your friends, or even just check us out on iTunes, it all yeah, helps. guys, definitely do it. It's awesome. it's a very awesome video game show. Uh, I know Lou Page has been known to be on there a couple times. You were on there too, eh? I, I was, but I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joking. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'll no, keep that in mind. I'll just send Jocelyn a little text here. Bob, take him off the list. He's banned for life. <laughs> banned for life. Well, no, seriously, go to the go to the gamers in um, gamersinpodcast.com mm-hmm. and uh, go check out their show. It's a lot of fun, especially if you're into video games, because they they do it all over there. Um, if you're not into video games and you like zombies, you should probably go to zombiesatemypodcast.com where you'll see all the latest episodes, all the news, all the info, all the links that you can handle over at zombiesatemypodcast.com where we update it every week when we do the shows. You can also email us at that website at info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Get those emails in with predictions. We also need some more Ask the Busy Zombie Lords because I missed that segment. You guys created it. Now I need you guys to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, you're letting it die. Why? Let, don't, don't do this to us. And if you don't like emails and you want to get in contact with us via Twitter, you can follow the show at Zombies Podcast. You can follow Ryan at R. Murphy. You can follow Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. And you can follow Bob that loser at at Bobber F. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a loser. Um, give a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for all the artwork that he's provided us, which is our awesome iTunes cover art and our slash loot.com t-shirt. You can find all his work at joelduggan.com. Lou Page, do you have anything you would like to say before we depart? Uh, no. I wish I had something to plug at this point, but I know, uh, right? You, all you, my all my writing gigs have dried up, so if you're looking for someone to write about old games, let me know. Definitely. I- I'll let you know. Ryan, we already let you go. So, for now, <laughs> <laughs> go listen to us on iTunes. Give us some five-star reviews if you want. We love reading those on the show. Uh, we're also on Stitcher from what I hear, which is great. Never use Stitcher, but I-, I heard good things about it. We have one guy who uses Stitcher. Or a girl. I mean, I don't know for a fact. It could but... be. could be either one. Who knows? But for now, this has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. Thanks for listening, and always remember, why did it have to be George? Or Lenny.
I don't remember which one's which. If only we had the internet. George is the uh, the smart guy, and Lenny was the guy that didn't understand what was going on. What about this guy? Incoming bad zombie joke. He doesn't understand. Oh, he's great. He's Coltrane. He's the man. <clears throat> hey, Lou. What's a zombie's favorite TV show? I don't know. Jumping on the stars. That wasn't even a funny joke at all. Oh, I was I gonna. It. I was gonna say dead like me, but I was yeah, like, oh wait, that's a real show. That would be better than this joke. <laughs> Stupid zombie joke book. <laughs>